It is Verbal Tap, Episode 6. I'm on the line with Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Did you... I'm doing great. Did you have a Happy New Year? No. Okay, moving on. We have a lot of fight news to talk about. We have been on break for a little while, so we're going to rapid fire through this episode, try and move things on a little bit crisper and cover the 27 topics that we've talked about via Facebook chat. Raf, are you ready to get started? Of course. Uh, now, the question well, is, are you ready to get started? Uh, some people who are listening probably don't know this. Kevin has been deathly sick for the past, what is it, two weeks now? Just horribly ill. And I actually have a funny story that kind of ends my sickness. Yeah, I got really bad bronchitis from my niece and nephew. Um, parents just, their immune systems must be made of absolute granite. The fact that they're not always at the hospital. Mm. Um, it's really shocking to me how they, how they survive children. So as I'm leaving, I get really ill. Uh, Raf was kind enough to hold off. That's why we didn't come back for the last UFC fight. The Velasquez JSD on Thursday, I had a complete physical and I went in, I'm still on some pregnazone from the bronchitis. Mm. They rushed me through, did the blood, did the flu shot before they had asked. So the doctor comes in and I look like I had just gotten done insulting Anderson Silva's family. My eyes are bloodshot. I'm like wobbly. Uh, For some reason, I'm still in my fight shorts. It doesn't even make sense at the doctor's office. And the doctor told me they accidentally mildly poisoned me, (laughs) that they're not supposed to take blood. So, you know, everyone, every day is a struggle sometimes. And that was that was how I spent my Thursday and Friday. They did, however, go get me Chipotle and a carton of orange juice. That's really sweet of them. It was the worst. I <laughs> felt like yeah, it was really bad. I was like, thank you. This is a perfect end to this whole um, flu bronchitis fiasco. But I'm here. I'm strong-er-ish. Mm. I'm almost there. I've made it through through the side to 2013. And that gets us started. Raph, what was your favorite moment of 2013, 2012, excuse me, mixed martial arts? If you had to pick something to celebrate over the year. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, a couple of nice moments. Um, probably, I think we're, we're probably in agreement on this one. I think one of them was getting Silva and Sonnen, their rematch was fun to watch just because there had been so much hype, uh, to the idea that like reminding people that Chael might have a chance to beat Anderson Silva. It was a it was a cool moment in sports. It's you know you you remember the Ali versus Frazier moments, and I think that fight's going to stand out because they had such a great first fight. Yeah, they really did. They they showed sort of the unbelievable endurance and strength and change of pace that MMA can give you mm-hmm. that isn't isn't present in a lot of sports. That's the cool thing of one on one. And I really that was mine. That was it. The Silva Sonnen and two knockout. Man, that was great. Just after all that heated. Waiting yeah. is what I'm calling it. It wasn't even, there was so much time that it was just a great, great waiting moment. The other one I had was GSP coming back, I think was really cool. Um, so he gets a, he gets a nice Kevin shout out over, over 2012. It was a great fight with Carlos Condit too. Yeah. He just came back in really good fashion. So I would say there are a few of our, yeah, go ahead. The other one probably for me is, uh, 
there should just be an honorary Joe Lazan mention just for putting yeah. in two really solid fights. Uh, you know, against uh, Lazan and, and Varner had a really good fight. We'll talk a little bit more about that one as well. But uh, mm-hmm. you missed Joe Lazan at UFC 155, essentially, uh, looking I like heard. a cast extra on The Walking Dead. Oh. He, he was just... It, it was tough for the people around me to watch. Um, and I think afterwards, he had even commented and said that he is very aware of the possibility of like brain damage happening to him just because of how many uh, shots he absorbed and, and all that. But, I mean, just a tough, tough fighter. I don't know where he yeah. gets it from, man. And he's always been that way. And yeah. uh, I like the – Leslie got a lot of credit this last year, which is good. Uh, but that's another segue into our next topic. We missed the big – I missed the big fight because I believe I was just completely out of commission. I was basically sleeping for 22 hours a day. Cain Velasquez beats Junior Dos Santos in a five-round decision. What yes. was that fight like? You know, it was not that exciting. Uh, it didn't look that exciting. It's never good when you're reading about it and you're like, oh, man, can we just skip to the end? Where yeah. is, Does someone kick someone? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, there was a lot of awkward uh, lopsidedness just in the fact that Cain Velasquez was – after his first fight, uh, suppose that he wouldn't be able to beat uh, Junior Dos Santos in the stand-up game. And to everybody's surprise, basically not only is beating him standing up, but every which way possible. Um, he made him look silly in just takedowns. He, he was getting takedowns at will. And I think it was because early in the fight he caught him uh, with a button uh, kind of shot, like, straight on, and he was just wobbly. It was weird. It was like watching him not keenly knowing where he was at any given time in the fight. Yeah, and we're not talking about an easy guy to take down. No. And, I mean, I was <laughs> I was watching with somebody who was saying, uh, it's about time they've exposed... Uh, Junior Dos Santos for kind of the paper champ or like, you know, some kind of comment like that. But I was like, you know, the first fight, he was good. It was fine. But I think their argument was that he just hadn't been tested like this. And going into the second round, he definitely was tested. And you have to respect the fact that he was still up that entire time. But when I was surprised it went five rounds with these two fighters. I I really would have put genuine money on it being a third round type of fight. But when... By the end of the fight, you kind of look like sloth from the Goonies. Um, you can tell it's uh, it's been a one. They didn't start fight. out as runway models, but I'm with you. I yeah. get what you're yes. saying. And hey, do you want to ask me why I didn't see any highlights from it? Please, why? Because the UFC won't do them. Because they still, to this day, in the 21st century, with YouTube sensations actually being a career, they don't do highlights. They don't do highlight videos. They're certainly not going to post them, not going to send them to ESPN. Why would they? That would, that might attract new people to the sport that otherwise didn't get to see it, and it might also reward their fans a little bit that are suffering from 101 temperatures. <laughs> Still won't do it. Well, okay. Sorry. Makes but, me furious every time I have a fight. But you're, you're telling me that you were so sick that you couldn't even turn on the TV and order a pay-per-view. Absolutely not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you was I was so sick I didn't want to shell out that money for what I was pretty sure was going to be not a fun card to watch. Then that's your fault. 
uh, no, they could do a slight highlight package for their fans. And second, <laughs> so you if want it them were, to send you like a DVD <laughs> highlight package? If, if they want to start local, that's fine. They can start very personal. <laughs> send me one just in the mail. Kevin, how are these looking? I would be happy to reply. But they should do something. And anything else on that card, all that noteworthy, you mentioned Lozon. People did say there were some good fights, but otherwise it just seemed like uh, it seemed like a nice... No one's really paying attention because it's the holidays fight card. Uh, it was awkward. There were some uh, weird kind of uh, things that happened, uh, I guess, during the fight. One of the best things was apparently somebody scored uh, the Jamie Varner-Melvin Gard fight. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 27-30 in favor of Gillard. And Joe Rogan at the end of it was just like, you know what? Whoever scored that deserves not to be doing any more forms of <laughs> scoring and judging. Uh, I like it when they actually take a little feistiness. I like it when they do it in other sports. Commentators should feel a little bit more freedom to to make those comments. I mean, Joe Rogan knows what he's talking about. Hold on. I want to take can... a moment to actually... I, I had to verify this. Okay. Uh, December 29th, Saturday. I didn't want to give away who was winning or who was losing. So I basically just said, remember that time Lazan got punched into looking like Deadpool? You said yes. <laughs> I responded with, well, this is interesting. Because I didn't want to give away the fight if you weren't watching it. You responded with, I'm so drunk. Who's winning? Yeah, I actually do remember <laughs> now what's, <laughs> what's going on on the 29th. So my parents were having a New Year's party. Okay. Um, except on a Saturday. And uh, I was not feeling well. So I had tried to do some shots to try and just whiskey Irish it out and ended up just mixing with the meds and nearly putting myself into a coma. So I was at that point still coherent enough. It sounds like to barely text, um, but I'm not, I don't like texting heavily, so I hate giving context, but yes, uh, that sounds, that sounds exactly like where I was. I will tell you this. I Lozon could have had a real combo. Whenever someone does that to me, I, I definitely can't not go further. Uh, so I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." Yeah, you would be. Yeah, I have no clue who's winning. <laughs> uh, maybe about so, two minutes later, then texting and saying, "Ah, I'm just kidding." Nah, they announced the winner. What? And then a minute and a half later, just going, "Do you want to know who won?" Maybe I was watching it via live tweet at that point. God, I don't even remember those two texts. That's that can't be pretty good. impressive, Kevin. This is not the first time I've had a conversation like this either. Um, There's a few people I talked to during the dark days of the sickness that it's like, wait, I'm just, I don't remember that. I have no no coherence. I do remember a little bit of the texting, but no. Well, this brings me oh, to my next point, good. Kevin. Uh, yes. We have some friends here who'd like to talk with you. Oh, God. Yeah. Is this a live intervention? Yeah, it's, it's not an alcohol intervention, because that's lame. It's a, uh, it's a, no, what the fuck's happening to you intervention. <laughs> that one, I actually think people should do that. I think there should be more informal interventions just about casual behavior. Right. <laughs> it's like, I could talk to a few people at work about some of their habits. I think that would be really good. But yeah, other than that, uh, it was fine. It wasn't uh, the most exciting uh, night of fights. There were some, uh, definitely some decent undercard kind of stuff, but uh, Lozana Miller was probably one of the big highlights of it. And, um, yeah. Well, 
we can happily move from that topic to something that I'm pretty sure got more press over the radio silence we were taking while Raph was not enjoying his holiday. <laughs> uh, we're going to do this under, we're going to file this under UFC do's and don'ts. Okay. Um, Ray Albee. Now you broke the story to me yes. and you seemed positively giddy. It was basically an early Christmas for you. <laughs> you could not have been more excited when this happened. And we even talked about it. Yeah, we did. Um, we actually had a conversation about this one. So for those that didn't see it, which if you didn't, it's some of the first fighter news to make TMZ, what, ever? I don't know how uh, often they, fighters... They report every once in a while, but let's put it this way. Uh, you know, when it hits TMZ, it breaks the news in a big way uh, yeah. so that more people have uh, visibility to it who would normally be reading about what Kim Kardashian and Kanye West baby is up to this week. But this was yeah. great because I had a coworker who just came up to me and goes, oh, hey, Raph. You're the MMA guy, right? And I go, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was a coin, but sure, yeah, I love MMA. He goes, I'm the MMA guy, yeah, fine. Yeah, I go, oh, great. I hope that you always come to me with this news. And he just shows his phone to me, and he says the following information. Kevin, do you want to take this story? I would love to. MMA fighter Ray Alby, who competed on Ultimate Fighter 9, had to be rushed to a hospital in Malaysia earlier in December. Because he broke his penis during sex. So much so, it required ten stitches. His penis was officially diagnosed as fractured. He was rushed to a nearby hospital. Elby says he, he was actually in so much pain that he physically passed out. He doesn't remember anything after the initial pain. Um, and part of the diagnosis to keep him fixed to make sure the stitches didn't pop out is they had him on anti-erection pills <laughs> which if you ever want to play a great prank on your buddy well purchase some anti-erection pills and slide them in his drink before say a night of fun with uh with his partner oh god we gotta start doing that mm -hmm. maybe not well we'll talk about that later Ray Alby breaks his penis during sex it was woman on top position mm. She bounced a little too hard and crushed his erect penis. Ugh. You hate to <laughs> hear rushing. Especially to an MMA fighter. I like that this guy, so he's an ultimate fighter. He was on Ultimate Fighter. He's Ultimate Fighter 9. He's a fighter. He's used to getting punched. He's actually conditioned not to respond to pain. However, the moment this girl jolted back down and crushed his cock... He passed out from the pain. He just fainted. Yeah. He was done. It was too much to handle. <laughs> the best part and is the TMZ article had the ambulance shot of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. You can just see him from back. And he's, it, he looks defeated. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? There is a lot of rap. Oh, God. I felt defeated. It was one of those <laughs> moments that I could, like, it made my throat and balls hurt at the <laughs> same time. Now, the weirdest part to me was... When someone hands you, like, a cell phone with that news story and says, you're the MMA guy, here, this is up your alley, and you read this article and you go, well... You're the MMA guy. Thank you for thinking of me. Uh, when yeah. You, when you read this, uh, this is weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this back to you. Okay, thank you. Good to know. <laughs> Very funny story. Yeah, and thank you, and there is a, there's, it's not done either is the sad part. He auctioned off the photos Ugh. of his broken penis, which was like, oh, now you're just taking it too far. Now you seem like someone that might have deserved it. So UFC do's and don'ts. 
don't have such violent sex that you put your penis at risk for a 10-stitch fracture. Well, you know, I bet they approach it much like they do when they get in the cage. It's like, you know, when you get in that bedroom, mm-hmm. you, you go focused. in there and you, you, might, you might die. Like, literally, yeah. you might die. It's every man for himself yeah. and woman yeah. in this particular case. <laughs> <laughs> so he should probably talk to his corner man about maybe some escapes. Here's my thing. So he had to awful. get 10 stitches? 10 stitches. That's awful because can you imagine your cut man for that? No. no like, see, we're making you... my throat hurt again. Or, you know, you got <sighs> somebody who goes, yeah, I- I'm a cut man. Oh, great. For the UFC? Nah, it's kind of like off UFC. Oh, really? What what off UFC is there? Malaysia uh, style, I guess. Malaysia hotel. Yeah. Basically, I, I stick around the hotel room in case the dude gets his penis broke. <laughs> it's pretty weird shit, but they pay me well. Yeah, I, I'm. It, he really focused in at med school. He was like, I'm going to find a specific task, be very good at it, and <laughs> niche market out there in the, uh, in the good. So... Ray Elby, I think, takes our UFC Fighter of the Month, um, especially when it comes to personal issues. Can we Thanks discuss again. something real quick about that, too? First of all, sure. he passed out from the pain, so clearly he yeah. should have tapped out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he maybe he did. Maybe it was a, maybe verbal, maybe, it was maybe a verbal, verbal tap. <laughs> maybe he said something, and she thought he was just saying, was like, go harder. Right. I mean, what kind of sex are they having? Uh, that's a great question. You know, uh, the worst part is... This guy could win 20 world championships. And mm-hmm. this will always be the story that people will always talk to him about. Absolutely. I mean, he was on The Ultimate Fighter 9, so I don't think we're worried about the uh, former no, so much. I don't think so. But we also, you know, come on, Ray Albee. One thing the UFC is good about is telling us the weight class of any fighter. Yeah. And if someone wrecked your penis, I think you owe it to us to either post also a photo of your girlfriend or at <laughs> yeah. least tell us what she's weighing. You know, we don't know who he's into. Yeah. Like, we know he's a relatively smaller guy, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, there's of, a lot of unknowns for me still. What kind of pressure were you working against? <laughs> uh, Was it near is... checkout time? Like, what were you? <laughs> the other thing that I'm thinking is anti-erection pills. Oh. I, you know. First of all, news to me. Yeah, I didn't know they existed. Know they I guess existed. it seems like they should. I just didn't know they did. Uh, but second of all, isn't that something that like Hugh Hefner's like wives give him so that they don't have to have sex with him? So he doesn't like always have a massive erection. Yup. And I just yeah. in my brain, that poor dude, he sounds like he's into some kinky shit. So it sounds like <laughs> he was probably really pissed that they gave him some boner shrinking pills. I can only can only imagine, and I hope I, it stays that way. Agreed. Nice job, Ray Alby. So let's move on because yep. I really, yeah, throat hurts. Bellator 360, you sent me a text saying, ooh, Bellator 360, and I replied having no clue what you were talking about. Yes. Then I saw it the other night on Spike, and now I'm addicted. Great fights. Yep. Unbelievable fights. Did you catch any of it? Nope. So they were doing something a little cool, and they uh, took out all of the non-action parts. So I will say, like, it, it's got a little bit of a handicap next to it. Okay. They basically just cut down these, like, um, a small tournament and showed you the preliminary rounds. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, more, more like a basketball-type tournament with semifinals and things. Yeah. And uh, 
unbelievable action. Just guys going as hard as they could, really looking for the knockout. And I think the tournament angle adds it because, you know, if you knock someone out in the second round, well, that's a whole round you don't have to fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're you're a little bit more fresh. But the fights I watched, they also cut out all of the middle ring stuff. So it was just round one, boom, round two, boom, round three. You know, you just kept going. Uh, not a lot of in-between. They just cut to a different fight. I loved it. I had a ton of fun watching Bellator 360. And they'll definitely, they'll have my attention. So if you haven't, go watch it. Now, what, Bellator in. what would you say is like, for people who probably haven't seen it, because I'm assuming most people haven't seen it. Uh, oh, okay. I just have it on the DVR. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But like... What is the most appealing aspect of it to you? Like, what makes the, it that much different than everything else you're watching? It's not, and I wouldn't, I, I guess I shouldn't get too crazy, because it's comparable to some really good UFC fights you'll see. Okay. Um, so that's basically what I loved about it. One, the action was just a lot more rapid, which is always good when you're you're just kind of getting into the, the fighting game, fighting spirit from a viewing perspective. The production's not quite there, obviously. Uh, they're still working on that, but I just loved it because it... There's something about watching fighters that aren't as polished and mm. watching a production that's not as polished that just makes it feel a little bit more real, mm. right? You don't always want to see a stand-up comedian in a theater built for 250. Sometimes you want to see him in a smoky 80-person bar <laughs> that uh, obviously has been long since its last inspection. And it kind of has a little bit more of that feel to it. Like you you show up at a bar and just see two guys that are just ready to uh, uh, tear each other's heads off. So I think that's... That's what I liked, and the energy and fights were just good. The fights were all good. That's awesome, man. None of yeah, them were boring. None of them it. took any breaks. Yeah, they just went uh, balls to the wall pretty much the entire you time. You know, uh, what we might do is we might do like a special segment next time, uh, just because we have so much shit we have to talk about today. Um, but one of these podcasts, maybe we'll just do a special in focus thing about uh, Bellator. I think it's a good idea. We'll put that on the um, drive suggestion box. Yep. So suggestion box. <laughs> set Bellator three sixty on your DVRs, people. Now let's move to fight predictions for the big thing. We're gonna do this a little faster. Uh, not get quite into the down cards. You and I really enjoy making fun of fighters no one's ever heard of, which yes. is always you know good, but maybe not the best listening experience. So let's just try it a little different. Yep. Um, people, let us know what you think via Twitter. You can get us at Verbal Tap Cast. That's where you can find us on Twitter. Verbal Tap Cast. Correct. UFC on Fox. Fight number one. I always like it when they have the Facebook banner behind it. Trinaldo versus Keith. Uh, Trinaldo's um, a much better last name. You know, couldn't agree more. And Keith's not pictured, so Trinaldo for both of us. <laughs> Wait, uh, Barboza. Should, should this, be, this is, I think, a requirement. If you're on Facebook as the Facebook yeah. preliminary card, you should probably also be on Facebook so we can find you. <laughs> That's, if we can't you know, find damn it, there, come on, you're, you're only proving my point. You remember like three podcasts ago, I was like, really? We can't get these guys pictured? <laughs> even for the Facebook one, that's an even better point. Like, there's no cool picture of him with like his girlfriend from 2005 or yep. dressed up like <laughs> Halloween. Come on, Facebook alone. Facebook, if you're going to pay for this, like at least put a picture up. God, that's a good point. I didn't even think about the Facebook implications. Thank you. And next we move to the television studio that I've heard on good authority hates Rafa Sparza. Fuel TV hosts Barboza versus Martins. Mm, I'll go with Barboza. I'm going to go with Barboza also because Martins isn't pictured. Nope. Again. And I think the picture <laughs> default... Wait, you the know The picture default is... It looks like Anderson Silva's outline when they don't have anyone. It just <laughs> honestly looks like the picture of Anderson Silva. Let's never go for somebody who doesn't have a photo up. 
Agreed. Lock it in. Gentleman's rule. (laughs) Nunez versus Lentz. Nunez. Nunez looks like a um, fighter, and Lentz looks like a wrestler. So, Fighter. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Nunez also, because he's got this eyebrow thing. Next fight. Marquez versus Craig. Boy, it's a really ethnic versus really standard... Not ethnic last name <laughs> week on the UFC. Marquez versus Craig. I'm going to go with Craig. Okay. I'm he has sticking some dreads. With, uh, I'm things. sticking with the ethnic name, so I'll go Marquez. Or cool. if it's Craig just Marquez. I don't even know if you're saying that right. Yeah, it might be Marks. I hope it's Marquez. Uh, it's probably Marks. Marks versus Craig. Thanks for calling me out, Rap. People were like, oh yeah, Marquez. Sounds good. <laughs> Castro versus Vieira. Castro's hair, I will warn you. Has been dyed blonde. Nope. I don't know if that impacts your decision. I don't like Vieira as a last name, but I also don't like Castro. I was going to say, I think Vieira is the lesser of two evils in the last name. And who the shit names their kid Godofredo? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, you know, well, now I'm starting to feel bad for him because I just imagine all the years. But that's why he became a fighter. So I think things have worked out okay for him. So you're going with? Vieira. Meredith Vieira. Okay, I'm going to go with Vieira, too. Um, but Castro does look violent. Tavares versus... Oh, God. Nervigomodeo! Nervigomodeo! <laughs> well... Jeez! Well, Tavares is my clear pick, just so I never have to say that name again. Yeah, Tavares definitely... I mean, first of all, first name is Khabib, so props okay. to you. <laughs> But the second name sounds like an ice skater like name, and <laughs> that Just they won something. I, I can't deal with it. So no. you're with me. You're going with yeah. I'll go Tavares. All right, Gonzaga versus Rothwell, and I'm going to go ahead and give an early award of the night. Ugliest competitor goes to Rothwell. Two of them are unpictured, mind you. I'm still <laughs> sure Rothwell <laughs> will win ugliest fighter award. Gonzaga versus Rothwell. I'll go uh, Gonzaga on this. I'm going to go with Rothwell just because now that I've insulted his looks so directly, I really want to, uh, you know, pay him a little bit of a compliment. I'm pretty sure though right. that Rothwell's a guy who would probably look at you and go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't think he thinks he's Robert Pattinson. Hmm. Serafin, Serafian versus Dalloway. This is tough. I really don't know Serafian, and I don't oh, really like Dalloway. I don't, like, uh, I'm going to go with Dalloway, just because it sounds like you're about to go with Serafian. Ooh, maybe I just want you to think that. Oh, are you in my head? That's right. But you know what? I actually Uh-oh. am, because I don't like C.V. Dalloway. <laughs> oh, nice. Reverse. Reverse getting in my head. Yep. Belfour versus Bisping. Is and let's there just remind any- the audience, Bisping is one of the top five most paid fighters mm-hmm. in the MMA industry. Is there an easier way for both of us to just agree who we want to win on this one? I, I don't think that there's going to be any delineation. I think it's safe to say we are both going for Vitor. Oh, obviously. Yeah, I'm a huge Vitor Belfort fan. How can you not be after he nearly broke John Jones' arm? Exactly. That was and awesome. I would love to see him, you know, back in line, uh, title contender, uh, you know, it, this is important because uh, Dana has said if Bisping wins, he's essentially going to get a shot back at Anderson or a shot at Anderson Silva. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's a win either way. 
Maybe. Maybe. Uh, because Bisping we get to see Anderson Silva knock out Bisping. But I'd rather watch Belfour. I just like Belfour more. Well, I mean, Vitor's definitely got a lot more to avenge. So, And Belfour versus Silva is not a terrible fight. You know, don't kick him directly in the face and maybe it becomes a slightly longer one. Because remember that fight, that was like the first face, the first direct foot-to-face kick. Mm-hmm. That front kick. That was like the first time anyone saw it in MMA. It was really great. Well, so you know, Belfort thanks, versus thank you, Steven Seagal, uh, Belfort. By the way. What? Thank you, Steven Seagal. Yeah, nice work. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal takes a lot of backstage credit, which is mm-hmm. always good. Bisping, good luck, buddy. But we're both going for Belfort, and I feel really good about our choice there. I do too. I don't feel so great about the fights, but they're free. Yep. Um, it's time to do something that we neither of us really wanted to, um, but Strike Force is is headed goodbye. So. We wanted to give them a little eulogy. Uh, I would just like to thank them for their unbelievable strides in women's fighting. Yeah. I don't think I'm alone on that. But, Raph, I'm told you prepared something special for the occasion. Yeah. uh, You know, I've been moved by the loss of Strike Force. Kevin mentioned it was was a great presence for all of us uh, MMA fans. So, you know, we're all all a little sad to see it go. It was here uh, from 2006. And uh, it's ending, so I, I just wrote a little little thing. I hope you guys will indulge me. It, it's not very long, but I hope you're okay with it. <clears throat> Strike Force, you came and went too fast, much like Kevin's sex life. Although, unlike Kevin's sex life, there are highlights. You will be missed. Again, unlike Kevin's sex life. Well, I... I don't think I could have said it better, I guess. No, you couldn't have. Uh, thank you, Raph, for those kind words to Strike Force. Yep. Just in and peace, Strike Force. I really appreciate it. So, good luck, people of Strike Force. Uh, don't listen to Raph. Um, we will all miss you. And there is tonight, right? That's the yeah, the, you know, the saddest part about this, Strike and by the time you guys read the, or hear this, It'll be long gone, but we'll probably do a quick recap of it. The saddest part about it, there's a reason why we're not even doing predictions. One, by the time you hear this, they're over. Two, they're not super exciting fights. It's not even like an actual – one article compared it. They said it's not so much uh, a celebration end as much as a funeral. Like it's a procession that everybody wants to see and it's something you just have to do to call it an end. Pretty much all of their fighters at this point, like their heyday was a year and a half, two years ago. Pretty much all of their really exciting fighters have, have gone over to and I mean, the UFC. So, I mean, it happens. It, I'm actually moderately amazed that they ended up having this long of a run. You know, Scott Corker, once they got bought out by Zuffa a couple of years ago, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall. But, you know, credit yeah. to UFC for like pretending to like let it do. I always thought it was a nice way to. You never want a monopoly in anything, and it's just bad for business. Yeah, just, and we've seen that with the UFC. Yeah, yeah, the UFC is definitely. There are times you're just like, God, they need competition, and it just brings yeah. out a better elite form of fighter. You know, the people who did fight in Strike Force went on to go do pretty good things uh, yeah. in the uh, uh, in the UFC, and it seemed like it would be a great breeding ground for it. You know, you you got to see Kung Lee. Uh, Gina Serrano had a huge gate with uh, her fight against Cyborg. I mean, like, these are a lot 
of huge, huge things that they were able to do. They even got Fedor to come, you know? So, like, they mm-hmm. had their big moments. It's just, uh, what do you do? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Goodbye, Strike Force, and good luck. Moving on to a slightly happier note and poem-free about my sex life. Raph and I really enjoy making uh, extra games out of things that have gotten a little mundane, so if you are an Ultimate Fighter fan, we would like to offer some suggestions for a drinking game we created. Uh, It is cleverly titled Tough Drinking Game. And I think we're ready to give you some of the rules, some of the suggestions. Feel free to tweet us other ideas, because we can change it. It's a long season. We can add and take away. Um, I think the first one you have to start with, one drink if a fighter mentions missing home. Mm, Yeah, that's the worst. Separately, and this is something you and I always talk about, the house is like six weeks, by the way, people. It's a month and a half. It's not even as long as boot camp. So just, (laughs) just to give you some context... So I think you should also take a drink every time someone says how hard it is to be away from all of their loved ones. Now, see, here's um, the thing. I can be okay with someone mentioning, uh, you know, it's fine. You miss home. Whatever. You yeah. can say it. But when you get into the description of how hard it is to be away from home, you're just a giant pussy. Oh, yeah. Is it is it difficult living out your dream on national television um, when you only have to just – your job is to wake up, go train MMA, which you say you want to do forever, and then go home and take a nap for four hours uh, with your Las Vegas pad that's completely rent-free while you're getting paid, <laughs> and you have that unbelievable pool. Oh, and people will just bring you your groceries? <laughs> Tell us more about this struggle that you're taking on. Yeah, I'm completely with you. Pisses me off every time. It's like, I'll, I'll trade with you. If it's too hard, I, I'm happy to trade. Right. Yeah. Uh, next, screaming match over food issues specifically. Yep. One drink. I think that is because there's always there's always some issues. Uh, people don't like their kitchens being messed with. No. Uh, you had a suggestion. What was the one? Uh, the one I've got right here. If somebody misses weight during a weigh-in, take two drinks mm-hmm. because they can't. Oh, that's a good one. A little sympathy mixed in. Yeah. And you know people will miss weight. Always. There will be uh, a few weight missings. One of the best weight missings ever in the history of The Ultimate Fighter, uh, Gabe Rudiger losing to Cake. It's just him trying to lose that weight in a, like one of those uh, the trash bag uh, kind of things, get-ups, just hysterically funny, like passing out a trip. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I would have... Killed the whole bottle just doing that section. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I have one that I really enjoy. If someone starts scream crying, take four drinks. Whoa. Now, what does scream crying mean? Scream crying is... So a lot of these fighters aren't trained to deal with their emotions sometimes. (laughs) Um, And they get a little drunk or a little sad or a little angry or they lose or a little about... Some of them are, you know, just own it. They're like, you know, it's really touch... It's it's bad. Uh, Those are warrior tears, which are also four drinks, but we'll get to those in a second. This one's specific to that time when they start crying and they don't know how to stop showing that they're crying. So they just start yelling... And really getting flustered, and it just comes out like a. I just, I just wanted to win this. I just wanted to win this for people. It's, it's so hard, you know. They just really start digging in, and uh, that's you also. See, rage crying is okay, another yeah. way to probably say it. So sometimes I think 
it's it's very close to like when you take away a toy from a child mm-hmm. and they don't know exactly how to form their words but they really want to show they're angry about it so it's yep. just kind of Similar. like I can't believe that I so bad <laughs> it's my favorite like I will literally just laugh off the couch when they really get into it uh, warrior tears which is when they keep their composure, mm. um, but let some tears slide down, take four drinks, just as a recognition. Yep. Um, and you, the anytime Dana grins, that was yours, which yeah. is pretty good. Um, yeah. I think two, three drinks? Uh, I would say three to start off with. It's not often no. during the, the Ultimate Fighter. He does not grin a lot because the decisions are always awful, the fights are never that great, and he's always pretty pissy. Because I like the fact um, that like Dana White is essentially... Bosley on Charlie's Angels and is like, hey, here's the mission, guys. Don't try and make me <laughs> laugh because great. I'm just going to come here and tell you how fucked up this whole situation is. I want to make sure that you guys know you're here to train like champions. Look at these posters. Do you see them up there? <laughs> yeah. God, you just made a great suggestion. He should do that Charlie's Angels style. Oh, definitely. He should just <laughs> have the speaker <laughs> so once a day he just gives them a berating. That's fantastic. <laughs> that would add a whole new element of fun to the show. I just like Dana just being like, hello, Warriors. Hello, Dana. <laughs> God, we got to write that. We got to tweet them immediately. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Dana's listening. But maybe he didn't make it to the 37-minute marker. <laughs> and I think we can conclude with, for now, anytime Dana holds an official meeting mm. with the fighters... Like he has, uh, you know, one of those, oh, Dana's, Dana's going to be at the house at seven. Everyone has to be in the kitchen or something like that. I yep. think you should just finish your drink because yep. it's going to be a super boring speech. Like with the one we just denoted without any of the fun speaker antics. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's the, the ultimate fighter of the show drinking game. It's going to be good this year. I, I'm yeah. actually really looking forward to it. Oh man. I can't um, wait. With, uh, Chael Sonnen and John Jones. I really want to see some of like what John Jones is like a lot of the time, you know? Yeah, he's someone uh, I'm interested to see how he teaches. You know, I think both of them have a lot on the line. I think, uh, you know, Chael Sonnen definitely has the ability to show that he's not just some mouthpiece, that he's a coach. And John Jones uh, needs to show that he's not just a great fighter, but that he's an actual human being. Because yeah, that would be nice. He's taken so much bad shit over the past few months. And I, I just like the idea of, it seems like for the first time in a while, he has two fighters that both understand how important their public image is to yep. their product. Mm-hmm. And uh, that genuinely care and like the limelight a lot yep. more. Because he always has somebody. It's like Shane Carwin could give two shits about being on television. So well, I love that those, even, there are certain people. I love that even this week, Dana was like, yeah, John Jones about that whole UFC 151 nonsense. He was being a diva. Like, didn't use I'm, any other word. I'm Called sure. him a diva. <laughs> As if he was he did. a VH1 he did. I saw th- diva. That was a cover story for a little while on uh, several websites for <laughs> MMA activity. <laughs> Which, you know, there should be some things that highlight some of those MMA achievements in journalism. And we're going to get to a huge upset, but you really wanted to cover the MMA awards. Yes. Uh, so for those of you who aren't in the know, uh, amongst uh, the elite in MMA, the World MMA Awards celebrate the best in mixed martial arts uh, every year. And uh, they had some big, big notes. Uh, essentially, Fighter of the Year went to John Jones. 
Uh, leading man of the year went to Dana White. Fight of the year, Jamie Varner and Joel Hazan from UFC on Fox number four. Uh, but, you know, there are some categories that I think Kevin and I were overlooked for. For example, Kevin was definitely overlooked for ring card girl of the year. I've been working out. I've been doing yoga. I mean, just not even get nominated. Right. It hurt. It, it hurt. It was, it was, I remember you told me, you were like, Raph, I'm so hurt. Yeah. I'm I genuinely to... had a warrior tear. I had a warrior tear. I had a warrior tear. I just wanted it to be pretty. It's pure sexism, is what it is. You know what? That's really what it is. That's the root of the problem, and pure we are sexism. here to always get at the bottom of that issue. Um, my and biggest beef. You though. were tragically overlooked, and I'm gonna stick up for you here a Thank little bit. You. No nod for MMA Journalist of the Year. Thank you. Yeah, how many articles did you write for them over at Strike Force MMA? Uh, Studio MMA, thank you. Studio MMA. Wow, we got into the Strike Force. Yeah, it's okay. Studio MMA. You're holding a lot of whom uh, I love. A lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've written uh, approximately four and a half articles for Studio MMA. You could practically call you Raf the Quarterly Journalist. It's true. And uh, Studio MMA, I, hey, I can't believe it. I honestly, I thought you had a shot. We both did. In yeah. fact, uh, I believe you worked on some remarks. Do you Do you have? Do you want to do a twenty second acceptance speech here on Verbal <laughs> no. Tap for our listeners? No, I I, I couldn't possibly. Uh, I Raph. I don't know where I would just. Oh oh, remarks. Yeah, no no no, I could. Um, Obviously, you want to do that. Yes, yes. please. So oh, here, uh, this year's Verbal Tap. MMA Quarterly Journalist of the Year, Raf Esparza. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. This is this is a surprise. I, I didn't expect to, to get this. I, I just want to say to Ariel Hawani, uh, Ben Folks, uh, all the good people who do MMA journalism, you guys are the real heroes. I just, I don't know why they would pick me, but we're all uh, <laughs> true warriors here. And, and to all the fighters, thank you for giving us uh, articles to report on and... Uh, bad moments like breaking your penis uh, to make fun of. Those are truly the events that we cover in great detail. And and, and one last thing uh, before before I get off here, um, I just want to say uh, to anybody who's out there who wants to be an MMA journalist, I am living proof that you do not need to know how to read to do this job. And yes, uh, also, please don't do this career because it's tragically time consuming. I don't know who my family is anymore. <laughs> Thank you very much, I'm, people. I, I'm heavily so saturated. Okay, We're going to play you off here. Thank you, Raph Esparza, ladies and gentlemen. Good Yay, stuff. Staggering applause. Yeah, you would have killed. They would have loved oh, you at the MMA Awards. I know, I know. It's it's tragic how, how good I am at that. Wait, wait, hold on. It, I got some... Yeah, nice. Boom, that's how good that was. All right. Hard to believe we do our own sound effects here at Verbal (laughs) Tap. Hard to believe. No sound effect. (laughs) So we are coming to the end of our show. We're right, we're hitting our 43 minute mark. I want to do some shout outs. My brother in law gave it a listen over the break, enjoyed it. We want to thank him. Thanks, Brian, for uh, giving it a listen. 
You guys over at BJJ and MMA Academy still tuning in. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to our BJJ referees seminar tomorrow. I'm going to learn the uh, rules and points around some of these things to deal with fighting. Did you have a few? Yeah. um, I want to thank the referee school for uh, telling you how to improperly ref a match so that we can then make fun of in later podcasts. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Also, a big shout out to our friends over at Valley Martial Arts Center. Hey, do you like mixed martial arts? Do you like karate? Do you like jujitsu? Come on down. Over in the bright spot of the valley, over in North Hollywood. And if you find me, you get to come beat me up. Added bonus. And the owner, John, if you were listening, I literally just cut a promo for you. So... (laughs) For serious, he's come up to me and been like, you need to mention our place more. And I go, are you serious? I mention it all the time. He goes, no, you need to mention it more. More. Yeah, there was a good 10-second promo. You know what I was thinking about today that I'm, I'm envious of you and uh, and John? And It was unseasonably warm here today, and I just got really jealous because you get to train in the sun all year round. Oh, it's so much nicer. Oh, yeah, we have like a... We have a removable uh, roof. You know, we just let it down. We're like, oh, man, it's so sunny out here. We should just go to the beach. Why even train? Nah. We'll train, then go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah, Valley Martial Arts. VMAC, uh, if you are, are so inclined, Valley Martial Arts. Look that up online. They're great people. Good people. Fun. Good times. Yeah, you talk highly of it. So... Thanks, everybody, for tuning in after the year. Enjoy the fight coming up. Let's all help hope uh, Belfort takes care of Bisping. Correct. I'm Kevin Phillips. This is Ravis Barza. It's Verbal Tap. Thanks for listening. Good night and good uh, fight. Anti-erection pills. Yep. 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 Huh. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Anti-erection pills. Yep. 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 Huh. Yep. Huh. Yeah. And uh, you'll hear it. And uh, anti-erection pills. Anti-erection pills. Anti-erection pills. Anti-erection pills.